Our first reading is uh, taken from Isaiah 11, uh, starting on verse 1, and you'll find it on page 696 of your pew Bibles. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy and with justice he will give give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash round his waist. This is the word of the Lord. So that reading came from the Old Testament and was written by a man called Isaiah. And Isaiah was a prophet, not F-I-T, P-H-E-T, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. And a prophet is someone who looks into the future, who in the Bible, was somebody that God spoke to. The prophets were men and women. There's actually women in the Old Testament who were prophets as well, which is fantastic. But people who God called aside and said, you're going to be my messenger because I want my people to know who I am. And the prophets spoke about who God was. And Isaiah is bringing a message from God. He's saying, one day... I'm going to send a saviour. And this is what he's going to be like. He's going to have wisdom and understanding, knowledge, and he will fear God. And he's saying, wait, wait, because one day this saviour is going to come. And he's going to come from the stump of Jesse. His lineage is going to come from the line of God's people, leading way back into the Old Testament and he will be born, and he will come and do something new. So prophets were messengers who came and said something about God. The Bible is full about who God is. And if you were were able to understand Hebrew, you would realize that in the Old Testament, there's lots of references to God or to Lord, but in Hebrew, they are different words. Because each time they speak about God, they speak about a characteristic of God. So it might be God my provider, which is Jehovah. And I'm not going to know any of the other ones, I'm sorry. God the creator. God the merciful one. God the mighty one. Because it's so hard to know exactly who God is. Because he is so much. And the reason he sent Jesus was because it's hard to know who God is. And if we look at Jesus then we can see something about who God is. Now, first activity, you've got a label. And on your label, I want you to write something about God, a characteristic that you know about God onto your label. It might be that he's God, or it might be that he is loving, or it might be, I don't know anything about God. And that's fine as well. But write on your label, it could just be a short word, which is why it's a small label, 
And we're going to come and tie them onto our Christmas wreaths. And we're going to have a whole list of characteristics of God. Children, you might want to come and grab some. Once you've tied yours, you can see if somebody doesn't want to come out, you can tie it on for them. But we'll see how we go. We might have to look them round here. But write one word that makes you, that, that you know about God. That would be fantastic. And then come and tie it on. Well, so Father, we thank you that you are loving always. You are almighty. You are faithful, compassionate. You are merciful. You are good. You are forgiving. You are caring. You're a healer. You are sovereign. You are creator. You love always. You're omniscient. You are good. You are almighty. All these different things. Faithful. You are so great, God, and yet you chose to come and live amongst us. We thank you. Amen. And Phil's going to give us our next reading. In those days, Caesar Augustus uh, issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place when Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who is pledged to be married to him in expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. So Jesus was born in Bethlehem, a story we know so well. Jesus was God who came down to earth. We're going to watch a film, which was a remake of a John Lewis advert, which was shown a few years ago. But it's not the actual advert, it's a remake of it with some different questions on it. So let's watch this. I would like to leave this city, this old town. Don't smell too pretty now. I can feel the warning signs running around my mind. And when I leave this planet, you know it's stay, but I just can't stand it. I can feel the warning signs running around my mind. So here I go. I'm still scratching around in the same old hole. My body feels young, but my mind is very old. So what do you say? You can't give me the dreams that ain't mine anyway. You're half a world away. Yeah, you're half. 
that little girl had some questions. God, are you there? Do you love me? God, how can I know you? I think they're all questions that every single one of us has. There are certainly questions that God's people throughout history had been asking. Some of them had actually gone away from Israel, which was their country, and had been taken to another country. And that was exactly the questions that they were asking when they were in exile. How can we know you, God, when we were in a different place? And this desire to know God, to understand him, to know if he loves us, is deep in every single one of us. And God's plan was always that he would send Jesus. He would send Jesus to help us understand those questions. God, are you there? Yes, I am here. In fact, I'm here so much, I'm going to come and live amongst you. I'm going to come in the form of a baby and live with you. I'm going to leave my throne room in heaven, in the majesty of heaven, and I'm going to come and live as a baby in a poor family and grow up as a carpenter and gather around me some disciples and I'm going to end up dying and rising again. That shows that I'm there. But do you love me? All of that shows that God loves us. God, how can I know you? The simplest way of knowing God is look at Jesus. If God, if it's all too big and blows our mind, look at Jesus. And Jesus says, if you know me, you know the Father. Look at me. And then you can understand who God is. All the reasons that Jesus came and why we celebrate that he came to be born amongst us. We're going to have our next reading and Adam's going to come and read that for us. Our next reading, the shepherds travelled to Bethlehem. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Thank you. So next activity, you've got a bit of paper, a strip of coloured paper. The shepherds came down off the hills, went into the stable, and lying in the manger was a baby. No ordinary baby. Babies are very, very precious. There was something extra precious about this baby. This was Jesus. Jesus the Saviour, the one they had been waiting for. Imagine seeing Jesus face to face. 
Imagine what that must have been like. I wonder if he had a particular glow about him. In paintings, you sometimes see a halo around him, kind of as if he's glowing light. I don't know what he looked like. I doubt he had a halo. But I bet there was something that as they looked at him, they thought, this is no ordinary baby. Because they bowed down and worshipped. And we don't often bow down and worship a baby. Not in that sense. Jesus, face to face. Imagine what that must have been like. So I want you to imagine that you are with Jesus face to face, that you are looking at Jesus face to face, what would you ask him? What would you ask Jesus if you had the chance to see him face to face, perhaps as a baby, perhaps as a man, what would you ask him? Write that on your strip of paper and we're going to put it in the manger and they're going to look like strips of straw in the manger. So what would you ask Jesus if you had the chance I'll tell you one funny one. I had a good friend who loved old cars um, and he would spend hours and hours doing up old cars and when he gets to heaven, he's there now, um, he was an old man, he said, I want to ask God, why rust? (laughs) What would you ask Jesus if you saw him face to face? And then come and stick it in the manger. We're going to watch a nativity play some children. So if you find a seat, then you'll be able to watch it on the screen. Some children in a nativity play. A very long time ago, God's messengers, the prophets, told everyone that one day Jesus would be born. They knew exactly where it would happen and all about his family. Isn't that amazing? An angel spoke to Joseph in a dream and told him it was all part of God's big plan for Mary to have a baby. This baby would save people from their sins. Hooray! Jesus is God's son sent from heaven, the saviour of the world. Wow! In the stable, Mary placed Jesus in a manger. There had been no room for them to stay anywhere else. Oh dear. Angels spoke to the shepherds. Good news! The Messiah has been born today! He is Christ the Lord! Yeah! Can you imagine that? When the shepherds had seen baby Jesus, They were so excited, they told everyone about him. The shepherds said lots of thank you prayers to God. How lovely. When King Herod heard about Jesus, he was not happy at all. He hated God and didn't want Jesus to be king. Wise men followed the shiniest star in the sky, and it took them all the way to Bethlehem. There they saw Jesus and gave him gifts. It must have been like a birthday party. The characters of Christmas are all part of God's big story. When you love and follow Jesus, you can be part of that story too. The Bible says that God loves everyone in the world so much. 
that he sent his son and when we choose to be his friends. It's the beginning of the most amazing adventure story. Our story that lasts forever. Isn't that fantastic? God's story. That's what Christmas is all about. It fits in to the bigger picture of God's story. God loved the world so much that he sent his only son that whoever believes in him will live forever. That's the promise and the hope of Christmas, the story of Christmas. And we pray this Christmas you might know the reality of Jesus in your own lives. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Son come to live among us. Thank you that in all the tinsel and glitter of Christmas, there is your story. Your story, your plan from the beginning, that your Son would come to live among us, that we might know who you are. Father, take our questions, all the questions we have about you, and help us to understand you more. Help us to know that you do love us and help us to find our part in the big story. Isn't that fantastic? Amen.